I'm Jennifer Delacuadri, and this is the Raising Happy Teens podcast, where you learn how to successfully guide your teenager into adulthood without losing your sanity in the process. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast. This week's episode is going to be all about friendships and specifically the types of friendships that can be harmful or toxic. And I, as always, am going to be talking about it through the lens of your teenager's experience, but know that these types of friendships are not specific to the teen years. They can show up at any point in your life. So listen to this for yourself and also for your teen. And when I start working with a new teen client, we always spend some time getting to know one another. And I have a list of questions that I generally ask. And one of them is, what's most important to you? You can learn a lot about someone by asking this question. And most of the answers are the same. Family and friends. To a teenager, there's really nothing more important than forming relationships with other teens. And Sometimes in an effort to not feel isolated or excluded, teens will gravitate toward unhealthy friendships. And once their friendship is kind of solidified with whoever it is, it's not always easy to to get out. So especially if they're seeing this person at school every day. So really knowing up front what to look for and look, will look out for can give your teen a leg up in avoiding these types of friendships. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about seven types of friends to watch out for. Let's dive in. Friend number one is I'm going to refer to as the user. So this is a type of friend who will make plans with your teen and invite them to do things, but then just move on when something or someone else better comes around. And basically they're in the friendship only for what they believe they can get out of it not because they genuinely like your teen. And they also don't want to be alone. So they may use somebody just to fill a void. So at least they'll be your teen's friend, at least until they have someone else to hang out with. And basically just using your teen as a placeholder or as somebody who can help them get up in the rank of social status or so that they don't have to feel alone. Either way, they're in it for themselves. And when they move on to that something else, your teen is left feeling abandoned and of course used. So that is the user. Friend number two, I'm going to refer to as the leech. So this is the friend who always needs something from your teen and they expect your teen to center their entire life around them or drop everything when they call. And these friends, are just so draining because they take more than they give. Most of these friends actually take more than they give, but the leech, that's really what their MO is. And it can be tough to avoid them once they've grabbed on. And that essence, the term leech, (laughs) they may make your teen feel guilty for not catering to their needs. And this is why it's so important for your teen to learn how to set boundaries. Because often this type of friend will just latch onto empathetic and sensitive people who have trouble standing up for themselves or communicating their feelings or needs. And they're worried about hurting other people's feelings. So if that sounds familiar, if that's your teen, 
have them listen to the boundary setting episode. It will help them navigate these types of situations. But the leech, in essence, is somebody who just expects everything to cater to their whim. And it's all about them all of the time. Friend number three is the negative Nancy. (laughs) These people are just so hard to be around because they never seem happy or satisfied about anything. And nothing is ever good enough. So they spend a lot of time complaining. They may even have no idea that they're doing this. So if your teen has a negative Nancy friend, their negativity may rub off on your teen. So you may notice your teen walking around grumbling about things or their pattern of speech is a little bit more negative. It really does rub off on them. And this type of friend can even start really directing their negativity toward your teen. So telling them they aren't good enough or criticizing them. And remember with any friendship, energy attracts like energy. So negative people tend to gravitate toward their other negative people and then they just feed on each other. So the more positive your teen is about life in general, the more likely it is that they're gonna find positive friends. But that doesn't mean that these negative friends won't come around. It kind of reminds me of that movie, um, High, Fi- High Fidelity with John Cusack. He, there's a point in there where he breaks up with his girlfriend or his girlfriend breaks up with him and then he becomes friends with someone else who also just got dumped. And so basically they're, they're in this, both in this woe is me period of life. And then they end up like connecting and becoming an item, but it's all built on this foundation of negativity and I'm not good enough, right? So that's the energy attracting like energy until one point, one of them starts to feel better and is like, I don't want to be in this shit circle with you anymore. I want to feel good about my life. So if your teen has a negative Nancy, it can be really draining on them just to be aware of that. Like, okay, I can be around you in small doses, but I'm not gonna make you the center of my life. Friend number four is the gossip. So this one is pretty self-explanatory. It's basically somebody who spends all of their time talking about other people and spreading rumors. And they may even spread rumors about your team. They're pretty easy to spot though. That's the good news. And it can be really tough, though, because engaging in gossip, it can be really fun. I mean, it gives you that endorphin hit to have the inside information. But, and I know adults can be guilty of this as well. But if it's really a friend and they're, and you imagine they're talking poorly about someone else, they're more likely to do it about other people like your teen as well. And basically, these friends just can't be trusted. So the gossip, somebody to watch out for. Number five is the rebel. So this is a a friend who is really an adventure seeker and also a risk taker, but not necessarily in a good way. So they don't think of the consequences of their actions or they, they put themselves in harm's way or they may even put other people in harm's way. And the real challenge here is that these kinds of friends can be so exciting and fun to be around. And teens are wired for novelty. And your teen may just succumb to the peer pressure and engage in risky behavior. So really, to avoid this is just really teach your teen to listen to their gut. That's why tapping into who they are deep down inside and really getting to know themselves is so essential. 
because they can trust that if something feels unsafe or feels wrong, it probably is. And of course, trusting their gut and going with their gut are two completely different things. And that's something that I work on with clients. They may know deep down something is wrong, but it takes courage. It takes confidence. It takes self-love and self-respect to follow your gut. So being tied in with a rebel, it can be really fun and rewarding, but not necessarily in the healthy ways. Friend number six is the critic. So these are the types of friends that will say something mean and then say, geez, it was just a joke. Or I was only kidding, relax. (laughs) I get so annoyed with people like that. They may also just outright criticize your team, like in in an aggressive way for inadequacies or try to control them to make them quote unquote better. So these friends usually have low self-esteem themselves and criticizing others is a way for them to feel better about themselves. And the truth is a real friend wouldn't put you down, even in a joking way. And if your teen is friends with a critic, it's best for them to move on or just call the person out on their behavior, right? Like, I hear what you're saying. This isn't okay with me. And this is where boundaries come in as well. Not being okay with that type of joking behavior and putting them down or embarrassing them. So that's the critic. And friend number seven is the drama queen. Oh, the drama. The drama queen is always up in arms about something and they have high highs they have low lows and they really rely on their friends to feel better so these are the kinds of friends that will text some dramatic thing and expect your teen to just respond with an equally grand in an equally grand way right so these friends thrive on the drama and this really drains others So they usually spend very little time actually caring about your teen or even anyone else in their life. Everything is all about them. And again, this friendship, it's just inequitable. It's more give or more take than it is give. And that's something that really like all of these types of friendships come down to is, is your teen getting as much as they give in the friendship? Is it equal? And for your teen, it could be defined in many different ways for them to understand or to know what's equitable. They may not know. And again, it goes down to trusting their gut. If it feels wrong, then it probably is. And I know, and when it comes to drama queen, it can be fun, just like the gossip. It can be fun to engage in drama. You can laugh about it, but when it becomes a problem is when the drama queen again, is making it all about themselves and expecting your teen to jump in and save them, right? And it goes kind of hand in hand with the negative Nancy. Negative Nancy drama queen. And that actually brings up an interesting point. These friends are not necessarily in isolation. So you can be a a drama queen and a critic. (laughs) You can be a leech and a rebel at the same time. So There are five different friendship, friends types to avoid, but there can also be very, very toxic combinations of each one. So educate your teen on these friendships, but also teach your teen how to listen to their internal guide, their internal compass, 
and know, does this friendship, does, do I feel good when I'm around this person? Do I feel good after I've been around this person? Do they fill my cup or are they draining me? Are they taking more than they get? And that's why friendships, when you can form a really good solid friendship, even if it's just with one or two people, that can be plenty because they feel your friend will feel heard and connected and accepted and understood. And that's where the good friendships come in. So avoid these types of friends. Notice when friends are coming into this pattern, but also know how to walk away and when to walk away and have the confidence to know that if this friend isn't for you, another friend will come along the way who, who, who will be right for you and who will feel good to you but to have the confidence to know and trust that you will find them. All right. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time. If you liked this episode, I want to invite you to follow me on Instagram at jennifer.delaquadri, where you'll find more tips, inspiration, and connection to help you navigate this unique and sometimes challenging season of parenthood. I'll see you there.